your favorite film. It's awful. Hi, and welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the weekly show where we take your favourite films and new releases and defend them against negative reviews. As always, I am Luke MJ Powell, and with me today, it's Sean Grimsley. How are you doing, Sean? I'm dancing, I'm dancing. <laughs> he is, and it's beautiful. It's, 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 it's 80s vibes. I'm getting all the 80 vibes from you. I mean, I was born in the movies. 80s, so, you know, it's, it, it's, perfect, it's actually probably because I'm drinking. I'm probably just a little bit drunk. <laughs> Let's be honest. Fair enough. Right, today we are going to be doing the 2021 new release, Free Guy. Free Guy! Sean, what is that film about? Uh, Free Guy is a movie directed by Sean Levy, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer. Um, And it is about a character played by Ryan Reynolds called Guy, who does everything the same way every single day. You remember the Lego movie? Kind of like the beginning of that um, and then one day sees the beautiful Jodie Comer walk past and something awakens in him and he realises that he wants to do different things with his life. And mm. uh, it, it goes from there. We, we find out that he's actually a non-playable character in a video game. I'm trying to be less elusive about, you know, my descriptions for your favourite film is awful now. Um, <laughs> and uh, because I'm assuming the people that are listening have seen it. And uh, in doing so, he finds out that... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop there. This I've, I've done enough. Everybody knows what it's about. They've seen it. I mean, they've spent a lot of money and it's been hugely successful even in, during a pandemic. So, you know, mm. it's done well. well. Well done, Ryan Reynolds. Well done. You've done it. For this film, <laughs> which, you know, it, it has been explained by you, but has been described by others in, in, in a less kind tone, such as Pete Abyss... With this half-star review... I really hope that's his real name. Oh, it's too cool. It's too cool to be his real name. <laughs> this movie was the Truman Show for white, privileged gamers. No punchline. Is that the whole review? That's it. That's the I whole like one. that. We always, always start with a short one. Always start I, no, with a short I do, one. Get, I do like that the... review. I do like that <laughs> review. There is, There is a whole section to this movie where... I saw this with uh, I saw this with Matt from the Full Fat channel from the oh, Full yeah, Fat Full podcast. Fat yeah, Full Fat Matt, and we both kind of we both actually really enjoyed it um, about the same, and mm. we both had a conversation afterwards about how you know all of the actual. It felt like a movie that was directed by someone that wasn't part of the generation it was about. Like there was something yes. missing in the understanding of the way that actual game communities work and how people would buy into how buy, people to buy into it. But we, we agreed that the movie moved along and had the, its heart in the right place, that it never weighed you down and you couldn't get over that even as it was happening. Um, but it did definitely have that thing. And I, I really felt the Truman Show vibe. And for me, it was to a detriment as well. Um, mm. The idea that the whole world would be watching this guy like it's the asteroid coming to Earth in Armageddon or Deep Impact. I just didn't buy that enough. Like, it doesn't feel like the reality of the real world. Do you know what I mean? Like, with the Truman I mean, Show, I really yeah. I really think that they constructed that well because they didn't say the whole world is watching. They said the whole world Actually, was watching. Was like, yeah, okay. yeah but, but the way it's constructed in the movie is that you just get, sh- you get shown a number of the same characters watching it. So, mm. like, 
it didn't. It was more like Gogglebox in the Truman Show, which kind of grounded it in a tangible thing that you were like, ah, oh, that character's actually like unique, and I remember that. Whereas this one's like, everybody's watching in Times Square, and it's like that wouldn't happen even in the day of even in today's like all connected world. We're literally leaving Afghanistan right now, and it's causing nothing but turmoil. But there are hundreds of there are still millions of people that don't know about that and don't care. You know, do, do you know what I mean? It's like a video game character wouldn't have as much i'm trying to think of like the biggest pop cultural event i've ever been part of or felt like i was part of for the one that rings true to me is like the release of the dark knight like it wasn't just a movie it felt like something was happening um right. but and you know it's still that like, summer of 2008 one of the greatest summers of my life but mm. and but it wasn't the same for everybody and i was like I mean, I f- go on i feel like you've you're looking at it at a slightly skewed angle where you think of it more as like this sort of thing would be a big pop culture thing that occurred when I think it's more of like a meme. Right. And in that <laughs> way, like it, 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 it exaggerates quite extensively with its whole plastering it on Times Square. That's the stuff. Um, but like for me, what in during your uh, talk there, the one thing that popped into my head was Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that I can just say that name and we both know what I'm on about it is kind of like, and I feel that's kind of what would happen with blue shirt guy in a more realistic setting, but I can understand why they did it in that over the top. Oh, it's everywhere. And to that extent, I can understand where, like, the Truman Show comes in, because on, like, the posters and on the DVD cover, it is, like, I want to say the Madison Square Gardens TV, but I think, no, that's the UK place. I think it's just a, like, it's just a massive screen somewhere, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a massive TV. Yeah. Um, So, I I get it. Um, The Truman Show for white privileged gamers. I mean, there there is an arrogance to this movie, that it but i think it's an arrogance that's fully earned where it's just like keep up with this like you know it's just like we're not going to dumb this down but its target audience is the kind of people that grew up in this generation and i think yes i think that i think that's why i took a bit more it's that thing that me and matt were talking about is that idea that you know as much as we could suspend our disbelief it wouldn't have been that much harder to do another draft where you kind of tidied those up a little bit oh 100% but I wonder how much of that they were just trying to make more accessible for audiences that aren't so familiar with it, you know, because there are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my early thirties, but there are people of my age that probably do not understand some of this stuff, you know, and that's, mm. and that's okay. Um, it's hardly like Marvel Avengers Endgame. Like, you know, if you go to see Avengers Endgame without having seen the others, more fool you, that's your own fault. You know, <laughs> you know? It's like, this is, this, this is accessible, I think to all. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I can understand where Pete is coming from. Uh, there is a bit of a... It, it's that whole... Uh, this is a character in a world who doesn't know he's part of that world. And then at the end, he breaks free from that world. And, and the world is cheering for him. So yeah. I, I can see it in like a... If you were to write down the bare essence of both of the things, there would be parallels... But I don't think it's true because it, it kind of. You mean true men? 
<laughs> hey. I think the comparison is detrimental to both properties because if you if you compare Truman Show to this, you're dumbing down a lot of the themes and the, and the moral questions that the Truman Show is trying to bring. And if you compare this to Truman Show, you're trying to raise it up to that and it won't meet that same uh, level in those certain areas. So each one are going to suffer by the comparison yeah i think truman show is a film and free guy is a movie yes <laughs> bringing it back to a previous episode hey callbacks come hey. on kill cool the bird. bird love it right are you ready for a long critical review i'm not zero out of four wow what a scale by rex reed hi rex reed that's a great porn star name that is a good one Okay, so this is multiple paragraphs. Uh, it, as I just said, it is the long, the long review. So we'll be here for a little while, but hopefully I can speed through it. Another Ryan Reynolds movie is hardly anything to recommend or write home about, but he's undeniably wholesome-looking, nautilus-pumped, and camera-ready, which is all today's movie industry cares about, and he possesses enough crude charm to make even a lump of forgettable fluff like free guy an occasionally tolerable way to waste two hours in the middle of a summer heat wave that is not a recommendation first of all i do want to give a shout out to ryan reynolds for um helping guys like me with extra large foreheads and distinct chin shapes uh <laughs> because that's a good looking man and uh, he is a very good looking man. And I've got a very similar face shape to him. I'm nowhere near as handsome or as charming, but he's given me some sort of hope uh, in this cold, <laughs> cruel, windy world. Um, I, 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 there is a there is an aspect to this. Ryan Reynolds is almost. I still give him a lot of credit because I've seen him do lots of indie stuff that I think a lot of people haven't. Um, mm. But he very much reinvented himself as a movie star with the release of Deadpool. And yeah. the way he reinvented himself was he did the exact same thing that The Rock does, which is The Rock plays himself in every movie now. And Ryan Reynolds does the exact same thing. Uh, he, mm. he plays a version of himself. It's, it's also what Chris Pratt does. They are not diversifying anything. They have become the brand of themselves. And I don't... It's, it, I think Ryan Reynolds will... I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I think he'll start to do some more out there fare again and trying to do some non-blockbuster stuff. Um, but he's think, just, yeah, it's one of those, like, he'll, he'll ride the wave of brand Ryan Reynolds until that brand is not earning the big bucks and then I think he'll change the brand. Yeah, I, 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 th I think that, I think he's got enough of the big bucks now. I just think it's a matter of, a matter of time with him you know like how tom cruise has pretty much steered almost exclusively to action films bar yes. one that i can th bar one or two that i can think of that's on my head since his pr meltdown in the mid uh 2010s so like i think it was 2005 when he had the massive career meltdown the only thing that has been successful for him has been doing his action franchise. So he's very much playing it safe because that's the brand that's working for him. But if Tom Cruise suddenly came out with a movie about how, you know, he was a, a, a victim of child abuse, you fully know, given Tom Cruise history before all of this, that he mm. can play that role. And I'm really looking forward to him aging out of action and doing some sort of Paul Newman stuff. 
Like, I'm really looking forward to that because, you know, watching rewatching re Magnolia the other day, I'm just like, should have won the Oscar. Should have won the Oscar. But... No, no, no. He, he owns the, the freaking... The action movies at the moment. He does. He, he's he, gonna be... he does, and I'm happy for him to keep doing it, mm. and, but I'm still looking forward to the day when he decides to stop because I know that we get that old Tom Cruise back where he, nah, he nah, mixed nah. it We're up a little bit more. Ethan Hawke with a walking stick. Ethan Hawke? Ethan <laughs> Hunt? That... Ah, it's the same guy. But uh, I do think he... they should cast him in one of those movies as one of the bad guys because he'd have a great time. Anyway, um, whereas... <laughs> I've seen that Ryan Reynolds can do those other roles. You know, he's done some mm. stuff with Atom Agoyam. He's done some stuff with uh, the guy that runs Script Notes, whose name is escaping my head at the moment. Um, he's done kind of weirder movies, and I'd really like to see him do that again. However, with Free Guy, I went into this not expecting a great deal because I'm a little bit bored of the Ryan Reynolds shtick. Um, mm. I was pleasantly surprised by this. I, I found him more tolerable. I think it's because this film has uh, far more earnestness to it than I was expecting. And mm. um, I really appreciated that. And it allowed that side of him to, to come out a little bit more. Yes. Well, yeah, they like sneak a, a, a rom-com film into this action-y video game film. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating because when you get to the end of the movie and they've built up to this whole thing... You want? I, I just wish they'd spent more time developing that romance between those two a little bit more. Whereas actually, it plays by proxy via Ryan Reynolds, and as a result, yeah. it doesn't quite. Like, and you know, everybody's on. Uh, what's the guy from Stranger Things called? Why have I forgotten the actor's name? Uh, Joe Carey. Joe Carey. Everyone's on his side because he's, you know, he's Steve from from Stranger Things. It's like we we love him already. We know that our sympathies lie with him as a result of that and i just wish they could have sat with that a little bit more rather than yeah. bank on us buying it i did buy it i would i thought the ending was lovely i just wish we could have seen that develop a little bit more very quick uh inconsequential tangent go ahead uh, but about that end scene where they're like um keys and Maisie are like looking across the road at each other yeah. so the two are they looking yeah, across yeah. the road at each smiles other? Smiles and he nods and she smiles, smiles and, and she nods. And, and lovey dove, a, a bird's flying in the air. It's, it's wonderful. Um, but they keep having like cars whiz by or at least the sound of cars whizzing by yeah. to establish that it's across the road. That's why they're not getting closer. Yeah. And then there's no like pull out shot of the road is clear. So when they like <laughs> step forward, I was like, oh, oh, are they going to fully twist it? Are I they thought gonna, they like, were going to meet Joe Black well. this film. <laughs> I thought, because I, I was wondering if they were going to set it up for a sequel, that they have mm. to make her an artificial intelligence for her to survive. Mm. And that's how they were going to do the sequel. Now, my prediction for the sequel is they're going to threaten to shut down the servers because it was like a pop cultural moment. And, you know, it's mm. been like a few years, people have moved on from Guy and it's just costing money. Um, and so they're going to try and bring his consciousness out of the game into some sort of robot Tesla bot kind of thing. Oh wow, that's uh, that will definitely bring a new version of what free guy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How free can he get? Um, I mean, yeah, that kind of makes sense though. It, it's because they do talk of it as if it's the first legit artificial intelligence, but it's just kind of stuck in this little indie video game at the end. So it makes sense that they try and pull it out of the game. That's my prediction. And then the third one could be like just a shot for shot remake of her but with Ryan Reynolds voice instead of his ex-wife. 
fair. Or, or Terminator. Oh, imagine! Oh, that would be dope. Ryan Reynolds becomes Skynet. Skynet. There's the bloody free Guynet. <laughs> free Guynet. <laughs> okay, let us continue. Under the unfocused direction of Sean Levy, a tirelessly prof- prolific director responsible for an interminable list of gimmicky TV shows and sci-fi flicks, including the horrible Night at the Museum franchise, and written by the equally unimpressive team of Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn, the unbearable free guy, is another incoherent entry in the current disturbing trend towards movies about artificial intelligence and alternate realities that take place inside computers. Okay, so I've just looked up who actually wrote this because I didn't do any research beforehand. Um, Zach Penn has a pretty good history, I'm not going to lie. Like, not everything's worked, but he's done it. He, he was part, Within he was... this review, he was credited for The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he, he did X-Men too. He worked on the Avengers script. You know, those are good. The Incredible Hulk has great moments. And also, those movies are, are written, even you get credited, you know, the WGA, mm. you, you can still have loads of people write on them without getting credited. They get a handsome paycheck, you know, it's a great living. But... <laughs> um, he, but, oh, but he also did X-Men The Last Stand. So it's like, uh, oh. and, and Elektra. Um, and Inspector Gadget. Hey. But he did do Last Action Hero, which is fucking fantastic. So, you know, free pass for life there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also misunderstood upon its release. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think this movie's heart is totally in the right place. I, I Watching the trailers and stuff, I'm like, this could be fun. But it could also just be absolute trash. I think it sits somewhere with. I think it sits on the fun side of things. I I think yeah. it's the kind of movie I'm gonna watch this again in five years, uh, when I'm like, oh yeah, I've forgotten kind of what happens, but I remember liking it. Like, so let me watch it again and see what I find. Ooh, yeah, that's actually. I, I think it's yeah. very charming. I think it's charming. Like the and it's not, it's not just Ryan Reynolds' charm that carries mm. the movie. Like, Jodie Comer's got great stuff to do. Joe Keery, all versions of him have got straight stuff to do. Um, the only person that I really feel um, that was kind of, I don't want to say miscast, but just they didn't bring anything to the role which surprised the hell out of me. It was Taika Waititi. I don't, it, it didn't feel like, it. it's probably the worst I've ever seen him. And I feel like it was just, but again, I, I wonder how much of that comes down to the direction, like the the negative review says, you know, like Sean Levy is solid. He doesn't mm. always make, he, ne- he never makes great stuff, but he makes consistently good stuff, arguably. Mm. You know, he hits and misses, but you know, he's a he's a he's a slightly better than working director, if you know what I mean. Like, I he's not an alter by any standards, but it doesn't necessarily mean that a project's going to be bad. I just don't think that Sean Levy has got it within him to make something phenomenal right i mean to highlight that word unfocused i know of like a a behind the scenes sort of thing that taika was allowed to do a lot of improv yeah um and so it it does kind of like what we saw was probably just what they could use 
to quickly get those scenes done. And yeah. so, it, 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 depending on if we got like, there they could be some real gold nuggets in there, which would have really elevated the character and the performance. But if they didn't quite fit, then it's just on the cutting room floor somewhere. Yeah, that is um, the problem. You notice, it definitely felt like those kind of scenes. You noticed it in a lot of kind of like, this is the end I use as an example for, and Judd Apatow does it quite a lot, where it's just like, it's mm. so improvised to the point where certain scenes just like stop dead. You're just like, yeah, I, I kind of get that you're trying to be funny here, but it, none of it's really working. So yeah, it, it, it and Taika doesn't normally suffer from that. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, it hasn't ruined my perception of him at all. I felt mm. like it was the constraints of the movie as opposed to him in, in and of itself. Um, yeah. But that is a good example of how I think, you know, this movie doesn't quite get it all right when yeah. Taika Waititi comes off, in my opinion, as one of the least good things in it. Yeah. I will say he does have like one of my favorite interactions in the film, which was the whole, um, oh, do you think we're a team now? Do you think do you think we should like have a okay, we'll do a rally call. Okay. So on three, two, one, we'll say our catchphrase, okay? Three, two, one, get back to work. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that's such like a dickhead boss thing to do. I love but it. But Channing Tatum outshone outshone him. Like in such a small amount of time, as mm. did the guy that they cast as Channing Tatum's like real like yes, player. Yes, that guy. Although yeah, yeah. I have to say I was crushingly disappointed that that wasn't Jonah Hill. Mm. That, so, that, they missed that, a beat there. That, exactly. See, this is why yeah. I'm saying, why am I not in on these meetings? <laughs> you know, some pe- they're churning butter. And, then, you know, we need butter. Butter your bread. I'm churning gold, baby. You can buy all the butter <laughs> you want with the gold. Love it, love it. Okay. So after those two paragraphs, there was like a paragraph and a half of plot, which you, you already gave us the plot. We don't need to do the plot again. Uh, so let's continue. So about halfway through this paragraph. The rest of this farrago of forced frivility switches gears between the garish cartoon colours and constant mayhem of the video game and the drab reality of the real free city. Silliness reigns. Armed bank heists and exploding tanks dominate almost every scene, and in a movie that makes nary a word of sense on purpose, the clue words are desperation and comic bankruptcy. <laughs> right, I'll touch on the bankruptcy thing. The, 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 the lightsaber at the end, the Cap America shield with the Chris Evans cameo, like... They were fun, but when you sit back and reflect on it, you're just like, oh, Disney bought Fox, and so they're just yeah, throwing yeah, in yeah. all the Disney stuff. That, that literally happened to me, where I was like, oh, man, it was great that Disney allowed them to use the property. Yeah. Wait, who did the film? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's almost like it suddenly ha- somehow made Michael Bay seem like way more like ecological somehow. Like It was just <laughs> like, it was just, yeah. Um, they were funny as they happened, but then I was mm. like, yeah, that's left a bad taste in my mouth somehow. I would have. I think. I think they really did. I think this film would have been substantially more interesting if they were able to do what video games actually do, which is like have players using skins. You know, like mm. and just like make it actually more like Ready Player One did a really good job of it. Like the how they got clearances on so many different video game characters well, they from all most time. of the ones in there well, yeah i think but other ones they must have paid for clearances like it like there were 
you know, because there were so many. Um, mm. And I feel like this film missed that a little bit. You know, I think having having Spider-Man swing through the streets, that would have been fun. And they own that. So it's like, well, kind of. I would have almost preferred it to go the other way uh, and okay. have, have it fully, like video games, they have it, but they call it a different name because of copyright. Oh, you're talking about like the difference between FIFA and Pro Evo. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking like <laughs> have have it there, but be like, yeah, it's this isn't Cap Shield. This is a completely different shield. This right. has nothing to do with your established properties. FIFA got you know Ronaldo, and Pro Evo got Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see yeah, that going both right. ways. Like, I feel like it it did it did neither, and as a mm. result, kind of just sits in this. The potentials for what this could have been are what are most frustrating about it. But yes, somehow it's so charming all the way through, and within reason, it moves pretty quick. Um, mm. The only times I really felt like it was dragging were the Tiger scenes, and that's because I don't think those scenes were necessarily. That they were the least funny stuff in there. Do you know what I mean? It was like, and that's. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still think that I still think this is that its intention and its heart's in the right place. And it's that it's that thing that I I've noticed in listening back to these podcasts that I really appreciate is that they looked like they had fun making it, which for a film of yeah. this budget and scale is is quite challenging. I'm also really glad that it has done well because this is like the only movie that isn't like a franchise. It's within reason. It's an original idea. Yeah. Propped up by franchises, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In in that way, the original ideas are just a mixture of other ideas that we've seen. But we've already spoken about that multiple times. Okay. Let us continue. Between computer-generated action setups, the movie bogs down seriously while the real inventors of the Free Guy game haggle over copyright and battle the villain, in brackets, outrageously hammed up by Taika Waititi in a performance that makes his campy Hitler in Jojo Rabbit look like a tranquilized audition. The target... (laughs) The target audience, people who waste their lives playing video games, might be amused by a movie about devices designed for the sole purpose of destroying everything in sight, but the serious audience the film industry wants to lure back to brick-and-mortar cinemas won't find much substance here. I think it's unfair to label that against this film. The fact that it's actually done pretty well at the box office is a testament to it i genuinely thought it was going to be the fast and furious that did the bigger numbers i'm glad Mm. it's actually a a more original film um i i I think it's crazy to think that bringing people back to the cinema means putting you know smaller independent art house films out um Mm. that's you know that those are a gamble at the best of times in this in this current age i think it, it, it does take a much bigger film with a much broader scope you know this is essentially this is kind of they're targeting this at all four quadrants. And yeah. I think that old people aside, older people aside, I think three three, three out of those four have, have turned up for this. Um, and I, I'm really glad. I don't think it's a terrible film. I, I, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's good. 
Yeah. I also, just to kind of highlight it, I really dislike the the use of wording to say that it, like, serious audience the film industry wants, as if, like, it, it it's kind of trying to gatekeep cinema. Yeah. And being they're... like, if your film isn't, doesn't have like a big message if your film is just explosions and and good times it's not a good film it's not a serious film it's not worth the time of day and it's just very arrogant Ugh. yeah it's like what the fuck fuck off <laughs> yeah i mean there is this is this is the thing and this is the difficulty with that movies in general are having now it's mm. it's the, it's the big debate it's like at what point does your film have a better chance being on a streamer you know like the duplass brothers have signed a contract with netflix that you know if they've i think they had a five picture deal and it meant that their films were going to be advertised the day they came out on the front page of netflix chances are and i'm pretty sure this has happened every single one of those mm. films they've made more money out of those they've seen more people have seen them than they would have if they'd come out in the cinema you know the first duplass yeah. brothers movie that i saw the puffy chair which i think came out in 2008 might have been seven um, I saw that at the ICA in London, which only has mm-hmm. like thirty seats in it, and so it's like, and and there, and let me tell you, I was one of maybe five people. Great Ooh. film, still holds mm. up, still great. Um, but it's not on a streaming service, I, yeah. like, and and if it was, I think a lot more people would be talking about it still. Um, you, it's also that thing that your film doesn't have to be successful for you to have a career. Which, yeah. you know, seems kind of crazy based on the way that, you know, um, you know, uh, what's words have escaped me. I've had too much beer. The beer's come <laughs> in now. <laughs> Woo! Party Woo! time. Um, you know, uh, capitalism. There we go. You know, it, it seems crazy that in the capitalist society we would that that's true. But it's also it is also the case, you know, and then you see some films that come in cinema. And you're like that felt more like a Netflix movie. So we are starting yeah. to get a sense of what it is. Um, you know, like Stuber, for example, that felt so much like a Netflix movie, yet somehow got a big cinema release when it came out. And that film is not good. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that all Netflix films are bad. But it's like, yeah. you know, we've lost that kind of ability with the streamers. When they first came out, when, when Netflix was really first pushing, which was about seven years ago, with Orange is the yeah. New Black, it was a good oh, show yeah. when it first started. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, and they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. Netflix is going to be the same as HBO. Well, this year, HBO has been killing it again. The White Lotus is amazing. Mayor of Easttown was fantastic. Hacks was genius. HBO still means a, a brand of quality. And yeah. Netflix means I can watch something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do feel like it's one of those that Netflix even though it's been around for a while now, it's still developing its catalogue and it just doesn't have... They're not going for quality. They're going for quantity. Mm. They're going Mm. for market share. And there's aspects of that which I'm I'm fully on board for. Like, you know, when we watch a movie at home, it's like, should we see what's on Netflix? Even if we go and watch something on Amazon Prime, Netflix Mm. is the doing word now. It's the verb. Um, And so it's working, but... Does it mean a badge of quality? If Free Guy came out on Netflix, it'd be an even bigger hit than it was um, in terms of numbers, or, uh, but we don't know how those are calculated. I think people would be saying it's one of the best Netflix movies as well, mm. which I think would be true. Um, and 
But the fact it came out in cinemas and is still all of those things means that they made the right call. And, yeah. you know, there is still a place for, you know, original ideas in cinemas. They can work even if they cost whatever this cost, which I'm assuming is about $150 million once you factor in the yeah, market. probably. I mean... I mean, to go off of that, how long do you think it'll be until it's on Disney Plus? Mm. Uh, what's the? They've, I mean, they've changed the windows now. Who fucking knows anymore? Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. that was the thing that the exhibit has always had. It used to be six months before you could even put it out on VHS, and now I think that window went down to three months for certain films. It's like twelve weeks for other films. It's mm. six weeks a month, and it really That's does right. depend. You look sure. at Warner Brothers; they're doing it. They're doing it like day and day, aren't they? With all their big yeah. films, Dune, and it's like to me, I'm just like. I can understand in a pandemic world why that's happening. I mm. really hope as we come out of the pandemic, though, that that stops for those kind of movies. Because, I mean, I'm not especially excited about Dune myself, um, mm. but I have no ties to the property intellectually anyway. Um, but just watching the trailer, I, I was just like, okay. Like, I wasn't, there was nothing about it that grabbed me. But you can guarantee that I'm seeing that in a cinema because if there's one thing I can look at it and say, it's like, yeah, it's gonna. It deserves a big screen treatment. Yeah. But but on the other hand, if something small came out, you know, like Candyman, I still think that deserves to be seen on a big screen. But it's also the kind of movie where I'm like, if they day and dated that, I could understand it. It makes sense because there's the marketplace only exists for two budgets at the moment. You get your five million dollar film and you get your hundred twenty million dollar film. You're more successful making either of those than you are anything in between because every, yeah. anything in between is a gamble. It's not quite one of everything, and it's not quite enough. There's something unique that you mm. can kind of count your losses. And we okay. got really off topic right. from the review there, but we there did. You go. That's, just pull that back. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that, viewers, listeners. Uh, okay, film film one hundred and one. As I film drink my beer. Film 101, either spend lots of money or not a lot of money. Those are your only options. That's it. Horror and action. Those are the big earners. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Oh, there's a load of hypotheticals. I wonder if this will be any good. Guy wants to be more than another NPC, but it's no, hard to become... Yeah. But it's hard to become a leading play, player when the game's inventors are planning a sequel and he's not going... He's not even going to be in it. Can he get off the screen and rejoin the real world? Can he bring his consuming passion for bubblegum ice cream to the video game? Can Blue Shirt Guy find true love with Molotov Girl? The movie makes a feeble attempt to say something satirical about online gaming and something critical about the evils of capitalism. But every idea is borrowed from so many other sources that you can't find a trace of originality with a microscope. First thing I want to say is I really hope that reviewer has also seen Reminiscence because I would love their take on that. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree. I think there is... This isn't derivative in the way that I think you could say it's derivative. Like, it's not... Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, there's nothing, it's it's something like, for me, this movie is like the Lego movie mixed with, um, I don't know, something <laughs> like, like Jumanji, Ready Player Jumanji. One. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's those kind of things all mixed up and there's a market for it. And I mm. think, I think, I think it works. I, I, I don't, 
I never walked out of this film going, oh my God, I've seen this a million times. Reminiscence, on the other hand, you literally have seen every single part of that movie and every other movie, and somehow they've mashed it all together and made something that is uniquely dull. But Uniquely, okay. Uniquely dull, but, but not unwatchable. It's a strange film. Mm. Um, okay. It also feels like it would have worked better as a TV series, but yes. this isn't about that. This is about Free Guy, and I, I don't think it's derivative in the way that you can go, oh, yeah, you've stolen that from this or you've stolen that from that. I think this is a movie that exists in a post-21 Jump Street world. It's nowhere near the dizzy heights of that because it hasn't got mm. the surprise. Um, it does have the Channing Tatum, though, and I think there's a good reason for that. It's because it's... That I think that I think that movie changed a lot. I think this it's interesting making that comparison now because I would say that I would much prefer to see the version of this movie directed by the guys that did the Jump Street and the and the Lego movie and uh what was everything they did recently? Um Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Like mm. I think those guys would have had a far more interesting, fresher take on what you could do with this premise. Whereas this one feels, as I said quite earlier on, this feels like someone that like loved it as an idea but didn't live the world that it's actually talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, I, c- I can agree and understand that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think I have anything That's it. That's yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, I agree. It, it is one of those that it's... Oh, let's go back to the review. Uh, something satirical about online gaming and something critical about the evils of capitalism... Um, yeah, I guess. I, I would almost say it was the like satirical about capitalism as well because of Taika Waititi's overly hammed up performance of being this whole, the only thing that matters are IPs and sequels. Um, and, and this then, movie probably thought it was being really smart by not being any of those things. But as mm. we've said, it's so propped up by IP and sequels and our understanding yeah. of those things that it's like... But that's that in and of itself is like whatever this movie wants to say, it doesn't ever say it with venom, and whatever it wants you to feel, it doesn't say it with enough heart. It's just, yeah. it's like you get the idea and you get a little taste of it, but you never get a full mouthful. And it's yeah. why it doesn't quite always work, but ultimately, its intentions are true. I think. Mm. I think to 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 pull out one of my many many metaphors and similes. It's a beautifully crafted sand sculpture oh. that will... It, it's beautiful to look at for a while, but when the tide comes in... It's going it, to get washed away. Yeah, it'll be washed away. It, it, it's not going to make a lasting effect. And in five years, as you already said, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that film did come out. I, I remember enjoying it. Let's put it on now and see if I still enjoyed it. And I'll, and I'll feel exactly the same way. With the yeah. exception of the fact that there will will have been a sequel by then, and it could have made or broke it. Very true. Yeah. Uh, and if they okay. if they use my idea for the sequel, this is the this is the piece of evidence I'd like to submit as copyright. <laughs> I came up with that. They're clearly listening yep, yep, to this. Yep. They're clearly watching it, and they've had me away. Exactly. This came out in September 2021. <laughs> Timestamp it. Let's see what the, the calendar Or says. this is that video of like, you know, when like, they showed that video of Chris Pratt going, like, I'm going to be in Jurassic Park 7. And then he got cast in Jurassic Park. It's like, maybe I'll end up writing Free Guy 2. Hey. Uh, my my <laughs> website details are at the end, Hollywood. They are. They are. Just put uh, it out I do there. feel like they're going to need to get in contact pretty sharpish, though. I imagine that's already in the. Uh, nah, in it's the got the rewrites, isn't it? Don't get a credit, Ooh. but, you know, I'll make it what it is. 
<laughs> Everybody, if you didn't know, Josh Whedon wrote Speed. Okay, I died. What? Yeah. Okay. Not, not a lot of people know that. No. Uh, next one is Virgin Final Girl Half Star Review. Predictably oh, that's her name. Bad. Sorry, I got really confused there. So oh, no. What? I was just stating the review of what it. What a weird Pointing at me. them and being like, <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> Fine, yeah, no, the, that is their name. Virgin Final Girl. Half Star Review. Predictably bad and not as fun as I thought it would be. Ryan Reynolds has used up all the goodwill he had with the two Deadpool movies, and I am no longer excited to see this one trick pony do anything else except maybe Deadpool 3 <laughs> when that comes out in 2027. Still very sexy though. Jodie Cummer Femcell era was terrible, and she should stick to the BBC clam jam show with sandra O. Oh. and you know something that's offensive wrong. i just want to that's get on board so there and offensive. say that ain't okay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and you know something is wrong with your movie when i'm actually considering leaving the theater every time taika with tt is on screen so you know uh, offensive negativity there yeah i mean i think there's a way to not like something without you know, being offensive. So, Mm. you know, try harder next time with your words. Choose them more (laughs) carefully because words carry weight and they have consequence. And the consequence here is you're getting told off by me uh, and (laughs) and Luke. And let me tell you, I've seen this, I've I've seen this man. He's, he's, the force is strong with him. The force is strong. And if, if he gets close to you, there's only two words I'm going to be saying, do it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I talked about the Ryan Reynolds thing. I kind of, I, 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 I'm not sure what movie I gave up on it. I think it happened somewhere between Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 because Deadpool 2, mm. I had nothing good for. Um, but I can't remember everything else. To sh- Jodie Cameron was like good. I don't think, I don't think she made the role as uniquely hers as she has with something like Killing Eve. But yeah. this isn't the movie necessarily that she's going to do that with. You know, this is mm. Scarlett Johansson doing The Island. This is her going from critical darling, everybody wants to see her and stuff, to Hollywood going, right, now let's get her in the eyes of everybody so that she can yeah. start having her own thing. I guarantee in no time at all, she'll probably be invited to join the Marvel Universe. Um, I'm not sure mm. what that means anymore. Like, Phase 4 is really strange for that because it's they're not using... Eternals aside, within reason, they're not really using movie stars. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they remade yeah. movie stars, but they, like, those people are the biggest stars on the planet now. So it's like, are they going well, to yeah, be they're, doing they're that again? Movie stars, yeah. And it's that, like uh, Miss Marvel, the the like teenage preteen girl that they've yeah. cast for that Miss Marvel TV show. Sure, is going to be in the Marvels film in a couple of years. That's the sequel to. Captain Marvel, uh, right? Yes. Yes. So it's like... I mean, star power really has changed completely. Like, our idea yeah. of what is a star in terms of a movie star now is limited to the people that are in the Marvel big tentpole movies. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. to me, someone like Paul Giamatti is one of the most famous people on the planet, but he's actually not. Um, mm. 
So who knows? But no one's bad in this film. Even no. even Taika comes out like he's you can walk out because of the scenes, but like it is the worst thing I've seen him do. But that's it's still not like awful. I, I'd I'd yeah. rather watch this over Jonah Hill doing the sitter. And then you know that's why Jonah Hill doesn't do movies like The Sitter anymore. You know that's why Jonah Hill is like an indie darling who works with Leo and Meryl Streep and directs his own great films, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and isn't in the Marvel universe. Really, when you think yes. about it, Leo DiCaprio is actually the last true movie star, and Brad Pitt. Like those guys are both from the last heydays of when it meant something. And they're the only guys mm. that aren't doing big franchise movies, really. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Brad, to, I suppose kind of, I could see him popping up in one, like, wasn't he mm. in Deadpool 2? But, you know, Leo, yes, Leo yeah, Leo's not going to do it. Like, Leo's a bona fide, 20 million a picture, doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, with the changing tides of... The cinema landscape. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see either of them, but no, you may, it makes sense that they they haven't appeared yet. That and Tom Cruise sense. is his own franchise, but Tom Cruise Tom is actually built but, his own but, superhero. But franchise. I will say he is actually a he is actually like a movie star. Like he's gen mm. a bona fide movie star. Like he's yeah, unto his own. Yeah, but only because he built the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise essentially is a director as well. Like, that's not yeah. like you know he's a powerhouse producer and he produces Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, hey, director, come do this film. Your lead actor is me. Me, and also I'm going to tell you how everything should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, and also, a... like, I'm not going to be a bad bad guy. I can be a little bit of a bad guy, but I'm not going to be a bad bad guy. So let's just. Change that. Also, I am the lead. I am the main <laughs> character, and I am not the bad guy. <laughs> right. Uh, last review. This is from Patriotic Pencil. It is a three out of ten. I hope you're ready for a short list. Okay. The Matrix, Groundhog Day, They Live, Wreck-It Ralph, Gamer, Boss Level, and Ready Player One is of the few movies I can name that Free Guy quote-unquote borrows many of its premise-slash-plots to tell a story that has been told many times before. It doesn't bring anything new to the table, and only two times I actually started to enjoy the movie, it lost me by the presence of Taika Waititi, and the rest of the movie is ruined by the unnecessary wokeness and social commentary. Yes, it is a good movie to pass the time, but that is it. No more, nothing new, but especially nothing exciting. Good heartfelt romance is the thing that elevates it above what they've just said it is. Um, but it is it is a good movie. Like It's a great movie to pass the time. Um, yes, the influence of all of those films on the list. I don't think it's been massively influenced by Boss Level or... or um, there was another one on that list that's a gamer. I don't I, like, I really don't think gamer for me is more like how you do this kind of thing a little bit wrong. Whereas this, I think mm. is a bit, a bit more knowing with it, but this is also appealing to the Fortnite generation as well. And that's why it's, you know, it's going for brighter colors, things like that. It's, it is more like Wreck-It Ralph. Um, mm. And I think that 
the the emotional romance of it, even though not fully explored, is the thing that actually makes it comparable to that. But un- it's more restricted by the fact that it's not an animation. Um, yeah. You know, because this is this could be wild if it was animated. Mm. But I don't think being influenced by all of those things and kind of jamming it all into one thing. It's like anytime you do anything where someone's in a computer simulation, they're going to, oh, it's the Matrix. It's like anything with computers, you know, it's like, oh, it's just like the Matrix. It's like the way that it's like if you're that critical of something, you must hate Jurassic Park because she's like, I'm a hacker. And then you see her (laughs) this time and it's like, come on. It's like tap, 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 tap. A six-year-old, uh, wow. six-year-old me knew that that wasn't what hacking was. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go through it. So, The Matrix, it's a computer world. That yeah, that's it. it. I love that. Uh, Groundhog Day, they do the, the, the repeating loop. scene at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, they live, they're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> that's pretty much, like, they wear sunglasses and see things. Does that someone chew bubblegum? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, video game world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gamer... People playing characters in the video game world. Why not Avatar then? Why is Avatar not on this list? This is very true. Boss level, I've not seen, so what what can you do? I mean, but you can't say it's derivative of boss level because anything that has a time loop is derivative of Groundhog Day. So in and of itself, Mm. you started a a problematic cycle (laughs) there. Yeah. Uh, And then Ready Player One, they're in a video game, and they pull popular franchise imagery to boost up the film a little bit, I guess. But arguably, if it weren't for things like Ready Player One, this movie probably wouldn't have got greenlit because it's like, oh, there's actually a market for this. It's the same kind Ooh. of trend that you see when, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean came out and Hollywood went, oh, let's do loads of like, you know, swashbuckling or it happens. It happened with Gladiator. You know, after Gladiator, you got King Arthur and you got, um, you know, it, th- th- it follows the trend. I went, I went to a talk with David Fincher once and the 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 more recent it movie came out the first one that machete did and he was saying you know great movie and it's done really really well but what hollywood is doing right now is it's going hey remember that script we had with a clown and it's like you're missing the point of why people (laughs) like this movie and it's like i don't think that free guy misses the point of its own existence i think Mm. it fully understands what it's trying to do i think it achieves it um i don't think it's scaling the dizzy heights that the premise given different writers or a different angle could have mm-hmm. gone to, but I was pleasantly yeah. surprised with the angle that it did go. Yeah. Cool. And now we're going to go to the, the question of the episode is free guy awful? No, it's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to visually put it about there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. It's yeah. It, it's, it's like a, a six, seven, it's, yeah, it's, it's on like the good side of awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's a solid six and a half. Yeah, it. I I agree, and it's that's a weird one because on paper, it I sh- I personally should be giving this a ten out of ten. Yeah, but in practice, it's like I don't. I, it's something's. It's, it's not quite mixed well, and I think what you said about a redraft is probably it. It just needed a bit more work. It needed a bit more focus. Um, maybe some different improvised scenes needed to be spliced in i mean that's the other thing with taika as well it's like i wonder how many days they actually had him on set because his schedule is mental like Mm. as a director and an actor and a writer um so it's like if you've only got him for four days because you you know look at all of his scenes you could have shot out in four days 
maybe five. Like if well, yeah, you absolutely they all have take to. place in that one building. So pretty I think much what like yeah. three no four locations. The yeah. the main computer hub, his office, the 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 lobby, and then the server room. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure that's. And then when all he gets the arrested, when he's like pounding through the crowd at the end, it's like it it's yeah. not an impossibility that they only had him for maybe like five, six, seven days, and it's like yeah. you get what you can in that time and. True. The fact that Taika was in this movie did make excuse me did make me want to see it more. So mm. I guess star power is a thing, but to what extent? At what uh, cost? At what cost? I mean, <laughs> to to put a, like a circle around that what you just said about star power, I think what Ryan Reynolds did with the advertising for this film because. Ryan Reynolds is, is a superb marketer for his own oh, fucking movies He's these days. so good at marketing because he so is good. marketing himself. He's just like, you like this marketing? Well, that's that's what's in the movie. Me, I'm exactly. funny. And I'm pretty sure uh, he thanked everybody, that, like every person that did a cameo. He did like a Twitter or an Instagram post being like, thank, all, thank you to all of these people for being in the movie, thus creating a list for any person to look upon that list and go, hey, I like that streamer, that YouTuber, that Clever. actor, that famous Marvel actor, <laughs> and go, oh, yeah, I like them. I want to see what he he's doing in this film. It's just, oh, he's so smart. He's so smart. <laughs> and then that whole, like, Deadpool and Korg react to the trailer of Free Guy. Yeah. He's a marketing he just, machine. He's very, very good. Speaking of which, I'm tired of this Singer beer. What I need now is some aviation gin. Aviation gin. <laughs> <laughs> See, hey, it works. Avi- <laughs> it, w- it does. Okay. Um, hey, real quick, Sean, what do you what do you double bill this with? Um, I would say if if you're going down the same route, boss level, um, mm-hmm. because there is an action movie element to this, which I think is in there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that is way worse in terms of its emotional core. Just to, and I think it would make you appreciate this one's a lot better. Um, but also, this is an outside bet. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go down this way because it reminded me of that a little bit. I'm gonna go the never-ending story. Oh, okay. Yeah, throwing it out yeah. there in a fantasy world. That isn't a real world going on the kind of like video game quest, uh, mm. re- like some great emotional stuff. Betray you, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. randomly putting that one out there. No, that's fair. I, I have two as well, actually. Um, it's the first one is it, it, it's expected by anybody that's listened to a lot of this podcast. Uh, so this what this film gave me very uh, Slaughter Race vibes. Slaughter Race being one of the games featured in Wreck-It Ralph 2. And thus, Wreck-It, <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph is what yeah, you should yeah. double bill this with. My yeah, favouritest yeah. of films. I love that Because film. it just makes the most sense. I love that uh, film. On the, on the flip side of it, something that doesn't make sense, but happened to me. Once again, I shall tell you the double bill that I did. Ah. Um, and, and kind the of proxy. works. The by proxy double bill. The by proxy. Um, and kind of works because both films feature a character called Guy. And that is the film Old. <laughs> what a double bill. That is, that, yeah, double bill that, like I did. Thinking listeners, the film this would be a great time to say we're running a competition if you write in and guess what next week's film's going to be. Um, <laughs> you can win a shout-out on the next episode and 
and dinner with Luke. Um, on on you, the listener. On the listener. And the by listener on you, knows. I mean the co- that you're paying for it, not the food is. Yeah, yeah, not actually just you. on you. I'm not going to eat yeah. the food. Yeah. Ew. It's uh, Mackie anyway, D's. It's going to be a Mackie D's. Mackie D's. Maybe over uh, Zoom because we have American <laughs> listeners as well. So okay. who knows how that practically Well, you know, is. Aviation hey, Gin that. is American. Aviation Gin. <laughs> Ryan, if you want to guess. <laughs> anyway, right. Sean, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. By the me. way, are you, are you busy? Are you still busy? Oh, boy. It never stops. Never stops. It never stops. It's uh, Finding time to do this is challenging, as you know, by trying to organise me. Um, but I, I thank you, and it's I, I, I will constantly try to make the time, and I will now be up till 2am doing what I was supposed to be doing in these two hours. <laughs> Ooh, dear. Uh, but, yeah, if you want more from Sean and his amazing abilities seangrimsleyfilms.com correct of course for more of your favourite film is awful you can see us on twitter instagram patreon facebook your favourite film is awful apart from twitter which is fab film is awful that is it that is the episode I hope you've enjoyed it hope you've had a lovely day goodbye au revoir